0: Hello and welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor with uh, Stan Fowler. How are you doing, Stan?
1: Oh, wonderful in these strange times.
0: You were hospitalized for a little bit, but we're so glad to see that you're up uh, pretty well 100% now.
1: I am that, thanks be to God.
0: Well, we need you to be in top shape because some of these questions that we deal with require every bit of gray matter that you have and maybe even some that I have. So today we're going to talk about Um, something that we're living in right now, we're we're dealing with a lot of legislation. Government is everywhere. Uh, We can't even sit on a park bench now because there are bylaws, and we're just kind of um, overwhelmed in some cases with government legislation. And so there comes a point, and some churches, some individuals have already come to this point, where people are thinking about enough is enough. How does a Christian, how does a citizen respond to what might be overreach uh, does does there come a point when a Christian in good conscience in these days has to say, I'm going to obey God rather than man? Um, we may not be there right now, but we're thinking about it. So Stan, let's, let's just talk about the Christian's uh, relationship to the government.
1: Well, it's a, obviously an important topic, uh, always, but in, in particular we feel it right now. Churches feel it when... When we we can't meet, we can't do the things that that normally we're called to do. So it, so it's worth thinking about about the general biblical picture of how we ought to f- uh, relate to government. I I think we we have to start I think with First Timothy 2 in the fact that we're called to pray for the governing authorities so that we might be able to live a, a peaceful and quiet life and the gospel might spread.
0: Okay, how would you pray? Because I suspect some people are praying against the government. God w- bring them down.
1: Yeah, indeed. Some are, no doubt. Uh, I wouldn't do an imprecatory uh, prayer like that. But I would. I do pray that that God will enable those who govern us to, uh, to be wise in understanding what the real needs of the society they're governing uh, are that they will have the wisdom and courage to balance competing interests and and find the right way forward when the right answers are not always very obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean I think we we just have to recognize that no matter what decisions they make they're going to displease part of the population. So they need both wisdom and courage and that's what I pray for. I I mean biblically we look at Romans 13 we recognize that our, our default mode is to Respect and honor the governing authorities and thus defer to to the laws to the regulations, uh, recognizing that God has established human government for our good. I think it's also interesting to note in in first peter first Peter two Peter talks about our attitude toward the governing authorities at at various levels, Emperor on down, and emphasizes. That, that we should defer to their authority, partly because we, we want to be known for doing what's good, and, and we don't want to create unnecessary offenses for the gospel. So we have to recognize that in obeying government, we are, we are trying to adorn the gospel, to use a Pauline phrase. We, are, we want to act in ways that make it clear. We recognize a higher authority in God and in Christ, our King, but God and Christ call us to to recognize the authority of government as well.
0: How are we to respond to <clears throat> what you could call a technocracy where you've got government in case of Ontario in in our province our in our country defaulting or deferring to the Minister of health, and so it seems to some that we don't even need a, a premier just just do it. The health officials tell us to do, and so who's who's running it, and who where is our allegiance?
1: Oh, well, that's a challenge right now for sure. Um, over the last few weeks, I've I've become better acquainted with some of the people in epidemiologists and others uh, who work in the health sciences, who who are arguing based on the data, based on um, understanding what has been happening with this virus and what may, that, that the extreme lockdown measures are actually not the best way to deal with it. And, and we have all sorts of events. We, we have obviously an interest in helping people not get the virus, but when it, we have an interest in helping other people who need surgeries that, that are not being done and, and a great backlog is being created. We have interest in the livelihoods of people who are affected by a drastic shutdown of the economy. So I I would suggest we we need to recognize experts for what they are and they may be experts but they're not infallible and and recognize when the experts don't all agree it would be useful to have some kind of respectful public debate about that and And recognize that those who have the governing authority need to respect those experts, but also recognize the range of of opinion.
0: And unfortunately, our legislatures aren't meeting right now. I'm not aware of any respectful debate, because that's where it would happen.
1: It would happen there, or the, the legislature could arrange for televised debate between experts, people in the sciences, who... Who have differing opinions about about the best way to deal with this crisis? Okay,
0: so Stan, uh, you you remember one of the bylaws was you couldn't even sit on a park bench. I did that. We we have our videos that Rachel does for me and my little good news, and I was sitting on a on a park bench, and we had forgotten. Oh, I, that I'm not supposed to be here. I could get fined for that. I mean, just and I think government has since kind of backtracked on that. But what do you do when um, the government hasn't thought through some of their bylaws, and it just doesn't make sense. And th- There's a few cases about that. Do we disobey? Do we appeal? Uh, what's our posture? How do, we, how do we go about that?
1: Well, if we're going to respect the authorities, as Scripture calls us to, then I, I would think in, in our cultural context, the place to begin is with appeal and respectful challenge. If, if we believe the evidence is there's been that the lockdown, for example, has been excessive, then, then we, there are ways to make that a, a public case. So, so whether you call Canada a constitutional monarchy or parliamentary democracy, really both are accurate descriptions, um, we live in a setting where our laws recognize we have the right to challenge, we have the right to raise questions. Now, it's not helpful i think if if we uh, take the approach of the people who stormed the State capitol building in Michigan wearing camo and carrying guns um that that really puts a bad face mm-hmm. on on the challenge we're raising, but there are ways to raise a respectful challenge and ask is isn't it possible that the measures really are a bit over the top and and Maybe we yeah. should let thoughtful people use their common sense.
0: If you were if you were to make an appeal right now, when nothing works, like the system isn't working right now, the courts aren't meeting right now. Who knows when they'll meet? How you, your appeal could take years.
1: Well, it could. But um, some people sometimes say politics is downstream from culture. So there are ways in which communication happens. Uh, just yesterday, for example, in the National Post, Conrad Black had his normal full page Saturday column in in which he argued it's 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 time to loosen up this lockdown the, and 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 he he made a a respectful, cogently argued case to say, for the common good, the best thing we could do would be to try to make the best of it with common sense um in our economy protecting the vulnerable populations uh that probably a large part of the population may have the virus and not even know it now you the the evidence might point in various directions but there are ways to to make public case i mean as a church or as a denomination we we could make an appeal to the government for example to say as we're thinking about loosening restrictions, which we're doing now in various ways, please remember that churches, places of worship, are an important part of what we have to consider.
0: Well, would, would we write to the government? In, in Conrad's case, he just wrote to, to, in the paper, right? It was right. kind of a public thing. Right. Would that be what, what we would do, or would we do an open letter to the government and just put it in the newspaper?
1: We could do that. Or we could write directly uh, to the governing authorities we can um, contact our members of parliament or provincial parliament and try to urge them to uh, to make their voice heard even even in the absence of regular meetings of those parliaments i mean there there are various ways to make it a public issue and do it respectfully but but do it uh, passionately if we believe that's yeah. called for.
0: There are, there are some people who fear that there's a hidden agenda in all this and it's going somewhere, uh, more and more of a totalitarian state. Uh, what, how should we think as Christians when government really does, and you hear hints of this um, when the government passes legislation against conversion, for instance, or what they would call conversion therapy, Uh, Many of us think that there's going to come a day when there's a line in the sand and Christians have lost every appeal and it just comes time to obey God rather than man and we find ourselves involved in legitimate civil disobedience.
1: Clearly there comes a point when we cannot obey government regulations and obey God. And I think the example you pick is one that's likely going to become very relevant. If, If we are told by government regulations... You, you have no legal right to suggest to someone that their homosexual disposition is a disposition they ought not obey, you, you have no right to do that, that's a violation of their rights, etc., then I think we would have to respectfully say we have to obey God rather than human rule. And, and frankly, we, we have no choice but to say to those who claim to be disciples of Christ, you, you must not live in that way. God's grace will help you live in, in sexual purity that does not obey that disposition. I, I mean, that point, we may come to that point. What, what, I, what I think we need to remember is we want to recognize that civil disobedience is last resort, not first resort. And so and so, we need to be very careful in our current situation that we don't uh, become overly aggressive about, about demanding uh, the right to go back to normal in our meetings immediately or, or perhaps sooner than is really healthy. So we need to make it clear that, w- that our basic posture is that of uh, deferring the governing authority, but... We, there are lines in the sand that we will not cross.
0: And that's because government's authority is of God. And we, they don't necessarily recognize that, but we do. And we always appeal to God, who is our, our, our God, our ultimate uh, Savior. So, uh, In
1: fact, the, the, the Canadian Constitution begins with the words that Canada is a nation that recognizes the supremacy of God and the rule of law. It recognizes that that government regulations are not ultimate.
0: Well, I think that's a recognition that is becoming more and more quiet in these days. But for us, we're obligated to live in a world where God is sovereign and the state is subservient, and there may come a day when uh, we can't obey both. And I think more and more our church needs to be prepared that day that our faith in God, our, our love for God is so strong that when that time comes, it's a no-brainer.
1: We have to be ready for that yeah. because it's almost certainly coming in various forms. Well, it already has really in some forms mm-hmm. um, in terms of human rights ordinances and so on, but it may get worse.
0: Well, Stan, it's been good chatting with you again. We'll have to cut it off for now. Until next time, I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Stan Fowler. Thanks for listening. God bless you.